seventh Jason of a seventh Jason. Seventh Jason of a seventh Jason. How about that? That's a riff on on Iron Maiden, only it's themed to the movie we're talking about today. Is that good? Yeah. How how do you go from having Alice Cooper do three songs on your awesome meta funny movie to... Uh, no, no, Harry Manfredini, other than stuff he's already recorded, uh, and absolutely no songs like that. Like Iron Maiden right? should have done that. That would have been great, right? They should have done a song like they they had in Six. Only it's Bruce Dickinson being like, yeah, and he's doing stuff, and exactly. there's a girl with powers, <laughs> and her dad's in the lake, and there's other stuff. Like that would have been way better. It really needed that. It just needed that little zhuzh, that little kick of... That's what was missing. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that was missing nope, from this movie. No, there was movie. nothing else wrong with this movie. Uh-huh. And, of course, we're going to be talking all about this movie on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the ultimate podcast here mm-hmm. with your host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. Woo! And on today's episode, Woo. we're going to be talking about Friday a 13-part <laughs> ceviche. Part ceviche, yeah. That's what, that's seven in, in Spanish, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to Mexico recently. I would know. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. We're going to be talking about that one, but not after we have a good chin wag and a catch-up and all that jazz. So, if you want to get straight on to the movie review, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description, but... Uh, viewer beware you're in for a scare if you miss all this good catching up that we're gonna do so be somebody and hang out with us come on i thought you were gonna like complete that rhyme scheme viewer Mm. beware it'll end with a scare and bodies will be everywhere Ooh, that's Uh, good there we go fucking nailed it good no need for notes Mm -mm, no (laughs) you nailed that man fucking nailed it (laughs) Dude, how you been doing this week? It's a beautiful week in old Tennessee. We've had it's some very nice ass weather. It's been yeah. nice. It has been nice. Uh, yeah, been enjoying the weather. Uh, you know, doing uh, doing some things. I haven't been able to get back to the gym though. My hip is actually feeling great today, so I'm excited maybe to get back in next week. So, well, I'm sure that your friend Jim is going to be really glad to see <laughs> your functional hips next week. Yeah, Jim loves my hips. He, he says knows that they don't every lie. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. I go to to work out, Jim's there, and he's like, "Ooh, nice hips," and I'm like, "Thanks, mm. bro." Mm-hmm. Shakira, Shakira. Mm-hmm. He, d- mm-hmm. he does say them don't lie, and I'm like, they do not. And then I shake my ass. That's good. That's good. Yes. That's a good mm-hmm. move right there, man. Yeah, it's been beautiful. I think oftentimes in uh, in Tennessee, it's like a hundred degrees and humid as fuck by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think we're kind of having spring this year. Yes, kind of nice. Kind of nice. Yeah, it, it. I believe we're getting supposed to get 85 for the next three days, which is like. I think perfect Tennessee weather. It's not. Nice. It is a little hot for some people. I feel like, but I like I like a little bit of a little bit of that heat. I'm a summer boy. Well, hey man, it's great because we we got spring. It's May. We got the Maypole out. It's the season of fertility and incoming forced out? birth. All right, finally, yay! Finally, the all right, America. We've all been wanting. Yay. We need that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Fuck dude. me, dude. Yeah. Oh, this world. 
What the this fuck? world, man, this world. How you been doing this week, man? Uh, well, um, you know what you just said, all that stuff. But it's not great. Uh, people have finally figured out that uh, uh, randomly meandering in the street to protest for a thing is not as effective as showing up at someone's house. So I'm Barely. happy about that. Maybe we just keep figuring things out. Maybe you do. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, I, I got uh, I got vacay tomorrow. Ooh. I am excited as fuck to go spring break, baby, spring break. <laughs> yep, adult spring break or uh, our anniversary. You know, whatever. All right, all right. Yeah, but uh, you know what? We should just start calling it spring break. It's like the perfect time of year for it. It's every year the same time, and mm-hmm. uh, then people will, you know. Maybe want to join. Maybe we get like a MTV Spring Break thing going for our anniversary. Oh yeah, a little beach house kind of thing. Yeah, going on. maybe Sugar Ray is fun. there. Carson get Daly. You, finally, Sugar Ray and Carson Daly oh, get to come man. hang out with us on our anniversary like we've always wanted. And then the end of the night, Stained just brings it all down. Oh damn great. it! Mm, that's exactly what you need in your life. A little stained. Right. A little stained action, man. We also just had ourselves an anniversary as yeah. well. Me and uh, my wife, we had ourselves uh-huh. a big old anniversary the other day, which we celebrated by mainly working, but then also <laughs> having uh, uh, fajitas from El Cezon, the greatest place in the world, and some margaritas and having a good time. So I, there you go. I, I, I do think that... When you recently talked about your trip to Mexico and finally learned to like uh, tacos, that maybe your Mexican restaurant opinions aren't the best. Okay, it doesn't make Elsa's on fajitas not good. Okay, good things are still good. Listen up. That- it doesn't it doesn't suddenly eradicate things that you previously liked <laughs> just because you like real Mexican food. Come on. No, I you say hey, I I am a. Uh, uh, a proud proponent of East Tennessee uh, Mexican restaurant food that is almost all the same, um, but it, it is good. Like that, not all exactly. of them are good for sure. But we do we do have one near us that is awesome, so good, mm. love it so much. Who's it? Uh, it? I don't want to say because I don't want to tell people where I live. Oh, well, you let me know about it. I will. I will. You send me a send me a nude with the restaurant attached. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'll go to the restaurant with a today's newspaper uh, and my dick out. Yeah. And just you know, take a pic. Hey, what's how else up, guys? would I know about it? You know, <laughs> I gotta learn uh, yeah. somehow. But no, I I, I I agree with you for sure. I actually haven't had Elsa's on in a long, long, long time. But I remember it is the first Mexican restaurant I remember going to. I know my uh, mom said when I was a kid she had like. I would cry until she would take me to uh, either the Chinese restaurant nearby or the Mexican restaurant nearby. But I don't remember eating those places. Uh, Elsie's on, I remember we went to, and it was like the whole fucking family. Like my my aunt and uncle and my cousins and my grandparents and me and my mom and my sister and my brother. Like all of us wanted to go to this new Mexican restaurant. And, uh, of course, my uncle ordered fajitas. He was that guy. The guy who was like, he wanted everybody looking at his food. You want that sizzle plate coming out, you man. Do, you want yeah. that arrival. The pageantry of the fajita yeah. is part of the appeal, man. And you know what they say. When you're a key, you're familiar. So, yeah, for sure. 
And, and yeah, no, I remember uh, always liking El Cezan, so I'm not saying it's bad. I was just You're making fun right. of it for fun. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, to, we you just had your anniversary. Uh, what have you been watching this week? Man, so on the night of our anniversary, after we had been doing a lot of uh, work and stuff like that all day, we did sit down and, as I said, have ourselves a delicious fajit and a marguerite, and we uh-huh. also watched awesome. that newest Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That's a damn fine evening right there. Fajitas, it's not Margaritas, bad. and Spider-Man, yeah. I can't lie. It's not a bad time, man. It is that, uh, what's it? It's a no way home. It's a ain't going back home. Is that what it's called? Yeah, ain't Spider-Man. going back home. Can't find it from here, I think is what it's called. <laughs> Can't it. get there from, from here. <laughs> so what'd you think? It was good, man. Good. It was yeah, good. Okay. Like I, I somehow made it this far without like knowing everything about the movie. It seems like right. these days in the age of social media it's hard to like, you know, have not yeah. seen a movie and within a month not know every fucking part of the plot. I think people have been doing better. I think, I think since so too, the man. Pandemic people have gotten better because I've only barely saw like half of a spoiler for Doctor Strange just recently. Yeah. I haven't seen I've seen people talk seen about it, it a lot, but yeah. like not people spoiling. I don't know if that's just like we're all used to, well, you're probably not going to go on opening night now. Mhm. Yeah. Well, I also kind of like hope by now like everybody has had some you know, great movie or franchise or whatever ruined for them by some dick like posting spoilers, and they're like, "Oh, I remember how shitty it was when that happened to yeah. me. I won't yeah. do that to somebody else." Maybe we're finally at that point. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I hope yeah, so. I hadn't had to spoil for me by now, so I enjoyed it. It did make me feel like I should have rewatched the other Spider-Man movies before I watched this one because I've not watched the Tobey Maguire one since. College? Oh, really? Like, I've not seen him in for fucking ever. Actually, okay. you know what? Now that I think about it, I've never even seen the third one. You're not missing much. I've heard anything. I've heard. Though, I mean, it is connected to to No Way Home, so... It is now, yeah. yeah. And I've never seen any of the Andrew Garfield ones. I didn't see any of those. Yeah. So, I kind of feel like I need to re-watch those before I watch this again. You know, I haven't seen the second Andrew Garfield one. Um, it, I, I, man, that I just couldn't get into the the Andrew Garfield Spider Man stuff they were doing. It just felt, I don't know, it felt like rushed and not. But the thing is, he's great in No Way Home, and yeah, it's like, he is. wow, yeah, I love this guy. I want this guy to be Spider Man. So, um, yeah, I, I, I will. I think I will give that second one a chance. Have you seen Venom? No, I never did see it, man. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, there's that little stinger at the end with Venom. Um, but I, I haven't seen Maximum Carnage yet. I, the first one was dumb. Like, I just thought it was I've dumb. I've heard, yeah. First one uh, good. But Tom Hardy is good as Venom. I Like, I'd like to see them bring him in. If, I buy him possible. as Eddie Brock, for sure. Like, he yeah, seems like a right. guy that could be a pretty convincing Eddie Brock from the comics yeah. that I knew him from. It's it's just sad because like you haven't seen Spider Man three, but like Ven- Venom was done dirty in that one for sure. I've heard, yeah. yeah. And um, but I, yeah, I think Tom Hardy is good. I'd like to see what the like the MCU would do with him because I just don't I don't get into those Sony movies as much. 
They just said so, everyone it, ever, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, though, they did Into the Spider-Verse, which is fucking amazing. So Amazing, yep. Yeah, stick to that. Stick to the animation. <laughs> Maybe you just do that. I did enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to say it was, like, my absolute favorite Marvel movie or anything. I saw a lot of people saying, like, this is the best comic book movie ever. I don't yeah. think it was that good. No, I, I agree. Like, it, I see the appeal... Because totally. it is like the the first big blockbuster uh, post pandemic, yeah. Post pandemic, though we're still very much in the yeah. midst of it. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we post? I don't know. It, it's not. It's not over. Nothing's over. <laughs> no. Nothing is ended. It's we're still very much in the midst of it. Anyway, but we decided it's over. We so... decided it's over. Yeah, no need for worrying <laughs> about that. Nah. Anyway, yeah, I think it's um. I think I think it's a decent movie, but it does, it does, it's a pandering sort of thing. But that's not terrible. I don't. I mean, we needed it. I feel like because uh, you know a lot of people didn't connect to the Eternals and stuff like that. Like, the the MCU definitely needed a a movie that just pandered to the fans. Yeah, you're probably right. You're you're probably right there, especially considering like there were so many people that loved those original Spider-Man movies. They probably needed that nostalgia yeah. fan service hug after the past couple of years that we've had. And it definitely was like you know it, it it wasn't the introduction to the multiverse. That's actually in the What If series and the oh. Loki series. Yes, um, it wasn't the introduction to the multiverse, but it was most. Most of the viewers, I would say, their introduction. I know a lot of people watched Loki, um, and you know, what if kind of got overlooked because I don't think they advertised it much. I just rewatched it. Man, I still need to watch it. I highly recommend seeing it before Doctor Strange, and I have not seen Doctor Strange, but I, I know that it's connected. And if you don't see it, you'll be missing out. And also, seriously. Episode 8 and 9 of What If are the most colorful, amazing fight sequences you'll ever see in a Marvel thing. Other okay. than, you know, actual comic splash pages and stuff. Like, the, the, just like so colorful and interesting. And I don't, I won't reveal anything too much, but the eighth one is What If Ultron 1. And so basically, Ultron gets into vision with the mind stone and then collects all the other infinity stones and it is fucking awesome it's insane how cool it gets okay well i'm very fucking interested now man i need to check that out yeah definitely so we like that one but i'll tell you what i didn't like it as much as the other movie that we saw this week which is one that had been very highly hyped up to me I heard nothing but good stuff about, but we went and saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard a bad word about this movie. That is for very fucking good reason. Okay. It is it is incredible. Like, it is a fucking incredible movie, man. Like, it is so fun and creative and random and yeah. heartfelt okay. and also, like, action-packed as shit. Like, cool. I don't want to spoil anything about it, man, but like, you've never seen... Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I didn't either. Like, going into okay. it, I'd seen the trailer, but even the, the trailer doesn't really tell you what it's going to be about or what the movie itself is going to feel like. Okay. You've never seen a better, more intense fight scene between 
uh, a main character and two other characters that have uh, trophies shoved up their asses. I guarantee you. <laughs> okay. I guarantee. <laughs> It'll make sense when you see it. Sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. You've never felt a more heartwarming connection to characters that have hot dog fingers. Like... <laughs> This movie, I, I cannot explain it to you, dude. Go fucking see this movie. Uh, I can't talk highly enough about it. Like, Hot we just saw it the other day, and I'm, I'm dying to watch it again. Like, I'm mm-hmm. dying to see this movie again already. I think that it's phenomenal. One of the awesome. best things I've seen in years, man. Uh, everything about it, man. The look, the aesthetic, the soundtrack, the pacing, the acting, just everything in there is just so fucking cool, man. It's the same people that did... Swiss Army Man, which I never saw. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I heard was cool. You saw that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 Paul, Paul Dano and... Um, it's got all Harry Potter in there. Harry Potter, yeah, or Daniel Radcliffe. I was, I was like, kept thinking, Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire. Nope, not Tobey Maguire. <laughs> right, right, yep. yep. Yeah. It's not Tobey Maguire, yep. It's not Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Did you like that movie? Is it good? Yes. Yeah, but uh, I I wouldn't say that like everything I've heard about everything everywhere all at once. I wouldn't assume it was made by the same people. Okay, all right. Okay, but uh, it's a good movie, dude. Go fucking watch this movie. Seriously, it okay. was mind blowing, mind blowing. One of the coolest things I've seen in a very fucking long time. Cool. And I think even after you do you know some like reading about it and read some of the trivia and behind the scenes stuff. It just makes the movie even cooler. They packed so much subtle, nuanced stuff into that movie that it's kind of insane. Uh, Love it. Really, really, really fucking awesome. Best thing I've seen all year for sure. Cool. Awesome. I think the only other thing that we watched this week is last night we watched the first episode of that Netflix uh, John Wayne Gacy series. It's like Conversations with a Killer, I think is what it's called. Ooh, why didn't they call it Clowning Around? That's better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Clowning around the John Wayne Gacy story. <laughs> this clowning. I like it. I want a documentary about Gacy that's just about his clowning. And just painting. about Pogo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his clowning and his painting, and that's it. No mention of the other stuff. <laughs> I want the same thing, only it's about George W. Bush. Oh, fuck. Clowning around. That is likely story. to happen, I would I know, assume. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a George Bush documentary just about all the painting and him giving candy to Michelle Obama. And it'll just, it'll be called Cute Old Man. And that wascally Cheney just being a real Elmer Fudd up there, right? And then there's a post credit scene where Dick Cheney shows up. (laughs) 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 And he's like, come on, Bush, we're going war criming. (laughs) Yeah, get in, loser. We're going war criming. (laughs) The Gacy series, like, we we just watched the first episode, and it's it's okay. Like, the coolest things about it are that there are tapes in there that apparently some member of Gacy's legal team made, and he wishes to remain anonymous, where he has, like, 60 fucking hours of tapes of him just talking with Gacy uh, at the start of his entire trial that have never been released or heard before. Yeah, so that stuff's pretty cool. Although it's also like, well, he was also completely full of shit and a compulsive liar and associate. Oh, yeah. So it's uh-huh. like you can't How take any true. word of, yeah. of what Gacy says as the truth. Yeah. So, But it's still just cool because I've never heard some of this stuff. And uh, it's also got some cool interview snippets with like people that 
knew him back in the day or even a couple people that like survived and escaped before things got really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of cool, but they're kind of trying to drive it with this whole like you know, it, like it it starts at the end. It starts with like here's the victim that unraveled the whole thing. Here's some stuff about that. Okay, now let's go back to 1960 something when he mm. just moved over to here like the pacing and the the order of the whole thing is kind of like needlessly random. I don't mm. really know that it's making the story any better. I'll probably finish it, but I don't know. It's not exactly fascinating. That seems like it's probably a conscious choice to avoid the pitfall of, uh, you know, introducing uh, Gacy to some people that don't know who Gacy is as though he's just this family man in the 60s. Yeah. Like, go ahead and start with, no, 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 he's a horrendous murderer. Don't feel sympathetic toward him, please. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as a as a pacing issue, it's like well, I, and also a storytelling issue. It's like, yeah, it's a weird place to start. Yeah, I don't really know that it benefits from the the Pulp Fiction angle. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll still probably finish it, man. What have you been watching? Uh, well, uh, I said you know, uh, uh, rewatched What If because again, I, I, I I'm planning on seeing uh, Doctor Strange at the drive-in this weekend. Because we're staying in in Townsend, um, in the mountains, and there is a drive-in nearby in Alcoa that I have never been to. I've heard about a ton, and I I looked at what they were showing, and it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I was like, "Fuck hey, yeah, all right, Just go to a drive-in and get to see that. That's cool." Um, so yeah, rewatched What If, recommend it. I understand if um you watch the first couple of episodes and you're like, I don't see why this matters. Stick with it. Um, I think the Doctor Strange episode, I think is episode three or four. That one is fucking cool and and interesting and definitely will play into Multiverse of Madness. I'm sure cool. people people who are listening right now already know that. Um, and then, yeah, the last two, the, the Ultron one's fucking cool, man. So good. Uh, also, we did, of course, the screaming chat and it was the last drive-in. Um, and they showed Black Sunday, which I'm sure you, you've seen Black Sunday, have you? No, I've never never okay. seen that one, no. It's a Mario Bava. Yeah, it's a Bava flick, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I it, it has, you know, some cool imagery and stuff. I've never been overly into it. Okay. But it... it it's it's good. It's I mean you know it's a it's a solid movie. It's just not how many breadsticks were in the movie. Uh, that's the problem. I think is it's not like you you were they prob- limited breadsticks. <laughs> they were, were limited. They, they were limited breadsticks and salad. Oh uh, man, that's a when problem. You're, when you're here, your customers. They say. Oh, uh, that's cold, dude. <laughs> Ooh. Damn. I actually would go to a restaurant with the the motto when you're here, your customers. Yeah. Because that's would what do. I want. Yes. And, and, and I would only, though, if their motto was also to their workers, when you're here, your workers. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. So I We're show up, family I order here. a food, you and you, you leave me alone until I need something, and then I pay you for the services yep. rendered, and then I leave. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Please. Yep. And the workers come in, and when they're done working, they go home, and they don't get calls, and that's it, and it's wonderful. And they're that paid a living like wage. That sounds like a great business. I'd be very okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Black, Black Sunday. Um, then Death, Death by Temptation, 
which is a movie temptation? I've been in. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch this because I I often see it on on uh you know lists of best uh black horror movies. Okay, and it I've always been like, oh, is it like a? I thought it was like a comedy because it stars Dwayne Wayne from from a different world. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, what's his actual name? Fuck, uh, Kadeem Hardison. Dwayne Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never seen Kadeem Hardison in a non-comedic role, so I thought it was a comedy. Um, and it's not. It's not a comedy at all. And okay. It is interesting. Well, I, I say it's not comedy. There were some. There were a couple funny moments. Um, but it, it's an interesting movie, and I think we definitely should do it sometime on on the the show because there were a, a few times there where I was like, "Ooh, that's an interesting conversation to have." So, um, it, it wasn't like. I would say it's amazing, but it's an indie horror, like a '90s indie horror movie that is interesting at the very least. So definitely hmm. worth a watch. Now, when you say we should do this on the show, I need you to clarify a little bit here. Okay, is this being recorded? Oh yeah, no, I'm recording our conversation. In fact, I've been doing that for uh, like you know about five years now, a little over. <laughs> What? Without yeah. my consent? Yep. Without your consent. Don't need it. We're not in a two-party consent state, so... I thought this was just a weekly phone call that we had. No. No. It's weird, though, that you've always been very presentational about it. <laughs> I have been. Well, you know, I'm all about branding, so usually whenever I call somebody, I make an announcement about the name of the... The po- of the the podcast the con- slash phone call the conversation yeah this is what you call the conversation is dead and I lovely. do well that's what I call our conversation I don't do, I don't do that with everybody that'd be no weird. obviously because <laughs> that would be strange that yes that would be odd so <laughs> speaking of uh, strange uh, and and being uh, filmed. Uh, good transition this is great this is smooth this is rob thomas level smooth yeah (laughs) oh carlos santana is here what (laughs) he is here (laughs) he's got some santana dvx he wants me to try he's got the champs dude he's got the champs yeah uh so on sunday night we watched a movie called no escape no not no escape room which i've talked about before yeah and no, not Escape Room, which God is an okay movie. That's what uh, confused me. Whenever you like made the, that announcement about what you guys were watching, I was like, man, Steve's watched this movie like two or three times. And even that well, other that movie, happens. it sounds like the yeah. same thing. But yeah. no, it's actually a different, different one. movie, yeah. That happens to have a poster that looks like the poster for Gothica with Halle Berry. I was just immensely confused about the whole thing. Yeah, and that uh, would definitely lead you down the wrong path if you were thinking it was like Gothica. Uh, it also it also has a secondary title of Follow Me, which doesn't make any sense in context of the movie. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, so... Here's the thing. This movie uh, ostensibly was YouTuber uh, who is known for doing pranks and, and weird, crazy things and stuff for views. Um, goes to Russia to do an escape room with his friends. Okay. All right. And they're so hateable 
and it so instantly becomes a saw situation that you're like, oh, okay, cool. We get to watch these assholes die. Yeah, don't care when they die. Great. Right. And then that doesn't start happening, and it's like, oh, okay. So it's like an escape room thing. Gotcha. So maybe eventually some of them will die. And then that starts happening, and uh, skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to have this fucking stupid movie ruined for you. Look out. Then it becomes the game at the end after (laughs) this guy has had all of his friends killed and then kills the guy who he thinks is responsible. Everybody comes out like, surprise! Oh, what? You killed the guy you thought killed us all? Shock. I fucking hated it. It was so bad. What did the other lovelies uh, say about it? Did they like it? Oh, everybody else hated it. It was so bad. Like, it was so (laughs) fucking bad. And the thing is, it wasn't even... It wasn't bad in, like, quality necessarily necessarily now i'm not gonna say it's good quality but like the film looked fine the actors were like you know in a way that was like hateable in those types of like saw movies and stuff that's kind of what you want right so it was like okay that works fine it really did feel like a saw ripoff in in a lot of ways but then like it also was kind of a diehard ripoff. <laughs> like, what? You know, yeah, they kept doing a bunch of diehard shit. And I think they even mentioned diehard specifically. Could um, they have called it Saw Hard? <laughs> they could have. And it would have made more sense for sure. Mm. Saw, Saw Hard with a vengeance. Saw Hard with a vengeance. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, I fucking hated it, though. Like, great. It, 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 but that, I guess, in some way means it's an effective film. Because we've watched so many bad movies on on uh, Fridays and Sundays. And we've watched so many so bad they're good or actually absurdly good, even though they're, you know, ostensibly bad. Uh, but this is the first time we've watched one that is affected me in an enraging way where I've I've wow. been mad at them before where I'm just like eh, gosh this is stupid but this one was just like you fucking assholes the whole time <laughs> I just wanted them to die and you're telling me they didn't I mean weirdly you're kind of talking me into watching this <laughs> it does it also I don't want to say anything uh too negative but it, it's it, it's like clearly uh, produced by Russian Mafia, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> probably great people, right? Um, probably not. Probably not. Okay, but yeah, it, it, uh, boy. Actually, you know what? Maybe do go watch it. <laughs> Maybe anybody Maybe that do. wants to venture into No Escape and report back, just let us know. It's also called Follow Me. Uh, it's from 2020. There are a ton of movies called No Escape, so look for the one from 2020. All right. Look for the signs. You'll find it. Maybe I'll check it out sometime here and find out what a piece of shit that it is, huh? Hell yeah. Check her out. Maybe I do, man. You know, Steve, the subject of today's show is one Friday A13 mm-hmm. part ceviche, which is mm-hmm. Spanish for seven. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It it's is. It's the seventh part, man. Mm-hmm. Dang. 
there's seven parts to this. Gosh, it's got me thinking about other sevens in life and how much I like them on a scale of one to seven. Doesn't it for you too as well? This this is the best transition ever into the preview Thank you. palace. Thank you so Welcome much. Are, are to we the preview there? palace. We're there. We did it. We're there. Man alive. There's so many things in the world that are the seventh um, one, aren't there? Yes, there are so <laughs> many things in the world that are the seventh one. The seventh one, uh-huh. uh-huh. And, you know, I think that we should talk about some of them and how much that we like them or don't like them, and we rate them on a scale of seven. Let me yeah. begin, Steve, uh-huh. with... My favorite seven of all, which is what I thought of when we thought up this topic like uh-huh. an hour ago, mm-hmm. which is the seventh Final Fantasy, which is okay, called yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, yeah, come yeah. on. Is there a better seven? I don't think so. Um, I can't. I Yeah, I, I, I think on the list of the, of the things that we have, that yeah, Final Fantasy VII is probably the best seven. For We're starting sure. at the top. It's the yeah. it, it is a seven out of seven for sure, man. For yeah, sure. yes, I believe that is correct. It is a seven out of seven. So yes, that is our gold standard, and that's a good yeah. place to start. Because yeah, Final I Fantasy VII, so. fucking rad. Exactly. So anything else you know that we're going to rate, it's going to be rated in comparison to the perfect seven. Yeah. Now, of course, because I am an old, I have not played the new like remake, the update thing. Have you played I that either. yet? No, I haven't played that yet. Man, I remember like it came out right kind of at the start of the pandemic, and people were like, oh my god, it's finally fucking out. And yeah. it just takes you through kind of the first act of the game. Like it, it really only takes you up through like the escape from Midgar. Wow. And then from what I understand, they haven't released another one since then. That kind of huh. sucks. Did they did they make it so you could skip the animations? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. That'd be cool, though, right? That would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have been playing the uh, the the port that they put out onto the Nintendo Switch. Have you played that? No, no, I don't have a Switch, dude. So the cool thing about it is, is yeah, you can you can fast forward and skip all that stuff, but also you can with the touch of a button turn off random battles. You oh. can also just make yourself fucking invincible if you want to. If you oh, just yeah, wanna, I like, think I remember you talking about this. Uh-huh. Yeah, just play the game, enjoy the story, and don't stress out about it. You can just fucking do that, which is kind of neat. That is neat, honestly. Like I, Because I'm a, I'm a completionist in RPGs, so every time I've played any Final Fantasy game, uh, you know, from the first one, it was like, I want to get absolutely everything. I'm going to grind like hell to get hell my yeah. level up so that no battle is ever really too hard. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but that, yeah, that would be interesting to just experience the story. Cause that is, that is the beauty of the final fantasy series is the stories are amazing. It is fun, man. It yeah. is definitely fun. Uh, have you like completely whipped seven's ass? Have you gotten like all the way through that and gotten everything? I think, yeah, my cousin and I did it back in the day. Like, I don't nice. even remember when that came out. But, yeah, I remember because, like, you know, we just played it. Uh, yeah, the, I, that's how I always do RPGs is you just play it through once, right? Like, you just figure stuff out. And if you absolutely have to, you know, you go to a strategy guide or whatever. But 
Call a hotline. That's what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call the tip line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just we just played it and then yeah sat down and and used the strategy guide and just like did absolutely everything. Fuck yeah, man. Oh wait, we were talking about sevens. <laughs> yeah, sevens. Let me ask you about this one because this ain't something that I don't I don't really have a lot of particular memories about, but maybe you do. Because mm-hmm. you went to a public school. I what did. do you know about seventh grade? What is it like oh, being shit. in grade number seven? The perfect grade, I think, is what uh, most people call it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to assume my seventh grade experience is the universal seventh grade experience. And okay. therefore, um, that means that uh, if you were like me, you uh, had a crush on a new girl who, uh, who dressed goth ish um, tight you know seventh grade goth uh then because you have a crush on her and uh some other guy has a crush on her his friend wants to beat you up mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but then his friend punches you once and you go what <laughs> he punched me <laughs> in the chest uh and i just looked at him like what because he punched me in the chest who punches a person in the chest Damn. Like, who's going for that heart there? punch, man? I think the bride from Kill Bill does that. Yeah, I think that's what he thought. I think mm-hmm. I think he was like, I saw this in a karate movie. I'm going to kill this guy. Uh, but instead, I was like confused. And I was like, what's going on, Dusty? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> instead, he made you live. Yeah, I, I guess I was. that. That's I was double alive at that point, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, seventh grade to me was just a very confusing time, I remember, because everybody's pubing super hard, mm, you know? Yeah, mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I remember we went to Dollywood at the end of the, the year as like a field trip. Okay, this is good. That was fun. And I also remember that, uh, some kid in my class picked up a cigarette butt someone and throw down because this was back when you could smoke in dollywood hard uh, ass and he was smoking it like he was so cool that guy was fucking cool man hey i'll tell you he was cool <laughs> uh but yeah no i seventh grade to me was just an awkward awkward time and i don't remember necessarily hating it or loving it it just was awkward it was always weird because you're going through that like growing stuff and your brain's all like, I don't get shit. <laughs> Nothing makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, let's keep it on brand here and stay with awkward public school stuff that I have zero experience with. Right. While you were at a Dollywood, did you maybe, did you sneak off in the blazing fury behind some of those animatronic <laughs> uh, mannequin people? To kiss on a steam train and play uh-huh. a game of seven minutes in heaven? What about seven that seven? Seven minutes in heaven. Oh, wait. Ooh, hang on. We got to back up. What, what's your rating for seventh grade on a scale of one to seven? Oh, shit. Um, two. No, let's I'm gonna, say two and a half. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I'm going to go three and a half as an average because every grade's the same when you're homeschooled in the 90s. Like, they were all yeah. the same to me. So yeah. I, I have no memory, really, of seventh grade in particular. Mm-hmm. So Unless we'll go you guys back. got a new kitchen table or something. I mean, it's pretty dope, man. That's the whole <laughs> schoolhouse got rearranged right there. Look out. All right, so seven minutes in a heaven. Yeah. What about that, huh? Um. So, seven minutes in heaven. I do remember it being played at a party I was at, as well as spin the bottle. Um, and the, you know what? 
this was eighth grade, I think. So Ooh. still pubing hard. Everybody's Damn. out there pubing it up as you do. Pubing uh, up. Uh, and no, yeah, no, it was awkward as fuck. To I, uh, I didn't play Seven Minutes in Heaven. I played Spin the Bottle, and uh, n- the bottle never landed on me. And <laughs> okay. uh, the bottle when I spun it, uh, it uh, landed on the guy next to me, and we shook hands. Good handshake. That's all right. You know yeah. what? Yeah, sure. Why not? So, not again. Not great. I don't know. Uh, I'd imagine though, if uh, if you got in there with uh, another uh, uh, tween of of your age, and you both were interested in kissing, it'd probably be fun. Right. Probably okay. Fun. So it could be a potential seven. Yeah. What was your experience level on that thing? Oh, uh, well zero. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't do it, but I would Perfect. say theoretically I'd give it probably like a three. I mean, at best it's going to be tweens kissing. So that's it. Like, eh, whatever. All right. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Steve, this right here is a horror movie podcast. Maybe we talk about some horror sevens while we're at it here and we rate those things up. What do you know about the seventh movie in a in a in a leprechaun franchise? Oh God. Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> um What about that one? I ain't never seen that one. It's the worst one. It's the absolute worst. Uh Sick. by a mile, honestly. Like not Sorry not. Sorry I brought sing- it up. <laughs> nope. It's okay. It's fun to remember how fucking terrible it was. It's the one that is the WWE one and it doesn't have um uh, uh, fucking Warwick Davis. Warwick in it. Davis, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, it's not like the Leprechaun is not funny or charming or anything of the sort. It's like kind of dark and unlikable and just terrible. Just not a fun time at all. So, Damn. ugh. I yeah, no. I mean, if are we saying uh, one's the lowest or zero's the lowest? We're going zero. Okay, zero. This is zero. This is Damn. the worst. I'd rather experience seventh grade again. <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got it. What about a Nueve Nightmare featuring one Fred Krueger? What do you think about that? A new okay. nightmare. Um, so, that is one of the better um, sequels, but it's not... Um, it, it's a di- you know it's a different Freddy. It's he's more intense and it's less funny. Yeah. So I I'd still put Dream Warriors and and two above it, but I, I think it's probably the fourth best. I agree. Movie in the series. Yep. I think the OG two and three and New yep. Nightmare. I think those are the best ones. I I like that they kind of took a different avenue with Freddy. Yeah. That they did mm-hmm. make it more. Yeah, serious and scary and killery. Yeah. Killery, that's a word, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I'll I thought so. <laughs> I've heard it a lot. Yeah, killery. <laughs> I like that they went that direction with it, and they, they got old Heather Langenkamp in there. It was a yep. good time. Not yeah, my favorite one. It's but... meta. I like that. It gets as fun and meta and brings him into the real world, you know? That's cool. It's a four out of seven to me, I think. Yeah, I, I you know I'd give I'd give it that's that's fair a four out of seven uh, because again we're comparing it to Final Fantasy seven and it's not that no it's nowhere no. near that no. what about an, an H two O huh H two O by uh, Alleyween well that's obviously better than Leprechaun Origins uh, okay little leg um, up there de- and, and definitely better than Seventh Grade itself um, but <laughs> not, 
<laughs> Probably not as good as as uh, Seven Minutes in Heaven. Uh, so I'm going to go with a, a two and a half on that because we're talking about H2O here. Well, fuck. I guess whenever you put it in context with all the other Halloween sequels, it's better than a lot of them. It is probably better than some yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 So I'm That's not hard. Above seven Minutes in Heaven, but only from my experience. Because, you know, right now, hey, my wife and I could go seven minutes in heaven. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? They should put all of that on the box for the Blu-ray. Everything I just said? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. People are just confu- puzzled, befuddled. <laughs> He says it's better than Seven Minutes in Heaven. Starts talking about his wife, and it's a <laughs> podcast, I guess. Also, it's rated on a scale of seven. Yeah, what the fuck gonna, does this you mean? know what? I am going to put it above Seven Minutes in Heaven. It's three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, yeah. I think that's that's probably like a three for me. Okay, uh, it's okay. Again, the Halloween sequels mainly fucking trash. Yeah. It is definitely better than Hellraiser Debtor, the seventh Ugh. installment of that franchise. That's the one that stopped like that's the last one I've watched. So That's the one that killed the momentum, huh? That's kind of the one that killed the momentum. Uh wow. yeah. And it I you know, it's better than Leprechaun Origins, but barely. Is Just it barely. really? That's how bad that fucking movie is? Yeah, you know, like I I feel like it's the first one. Where Pinhead has like concerns regarding the real world, <laughs> like <laughs> I, he, he gets involved in the real world up to that point because of like the box or whatever. But like he seems to have like like it, it seems like for some reason he is he is involved in real world activities, and it's like what is going on here? This is mm. like this is not the Cenobite you introduced me to long ago um, I remember whenever I watched all those movies in sequence it was like yeah around five six seven it was just mm-hmm. like there's some grimy shitty corrupt yeah. people that are probably cops and yep. somehow Hellraiser pinhead stuff is involved and like mm-hmm. I really don't remember it like I do not yeah. remember what happens in this movie at all other than I think there is some kind of shitty cop in it Probably, yeah. I know Kari Wurz <laughs> in it, and she's but she's like a reporter, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't remember very well. I think the uh-huh. one before that is the one with Dennis Duffy in it, where you're like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> he, I was thinking of Patrick Duffy. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm, th- I'm talking about the guy who plays the Allstate like disaster guy or whatever. Oh, that he, guy, he was, right? He yeah, was yeah, Liz's yeah. boyfriend in Thirty Rock, yeah. He's like a uh, shitty cop in it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's a shitty cop in it. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like those sequels <laughs> can go to hell. But oh. again, better than Leprechaun Origins. So I give it like a point five. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe one for me from what I mm-hmm. recall, but yeah, could be a point five. What about when that force wakes up again in the seventh fucking movie in oh, that Star yeah. War? What about well, that, huh? I mean, it's it's not amazing. It's not very original. It just kind of repeats Luke's story. Sure does. Um, and I mean, like, I think so much of it is a comparison to the prequels and a comparison to the you know ones that would follow. 
that that often people will be like, yeah, Force Awakens is fine, and it's fine. That's the best you can say about it. It's not great. It's not comparable to one of the original three. Uh, it's better than the prequel trilogy. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, they're more original though. Honestly, like that—that's kind of the thing. Is like, yeah, I had more more fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, this movie didn't involve fucking intergalactic trade routes that I could not give a fucking shit about when I was a kid. Uh, so it's like at least it's not that, but yeah. it is also just like man, this is beat by beat the fucking first one. Yeah, nothing, well, nothing the fourth fam- one, whatever. Right. The only thing you're introducing is the concept that there are stormtroopers who aren't clones, and that that those stormtroopers may feel bad about some of this stuff. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not amazing, but it's not it's not terrible. It's it's still very watchable for me, and I like that that is something at the very least because it, I I don't think the Phantom Menace is particularly watchable, and no, I find two and three boring at times, and I don't find the Force Awakens very boring. So, um, well, I don't know, like a. a Four and a half of five uh, out of seven when we're comparing say, it to other sevens. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say like four and a half for me as well. It's yeah. like, yeah, it, it is dumb rehash stuff, but I did have a pretty good time yeah. while I was watching it. And it is better than the prequels and the other movies that followed it. Speaking of which, did you ever do that dang last Skyfarter movie? Dude, I'm I'm going to get to it. I'm you dreading it. The well, people. I they're banging people, on your door right now. Actually, they're not. I told the people on the screaming chat the idea, and they were like, don't do that. <laughs> what do they know anyway? Why wouldn't I think you? the only person that wants to see it is you, and I bet you don't even watch it. <laughs> nah, probably not. But you should do it. Make some memories already. But, Come on. Oh, man. It is um, it, it is it's a daunting-looking task because it's like almost three hours. And, it's long, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I can't imagine that I'll end up not sloshed by an hour and a half. I now, can't wait. imagine. Are you talking about the seventh Star Wars? Are you talking about WrestleMania Seven that came out in 1991? Well, I was talking about The Last Skywalker or whatever, or The Rise of Skywalker. But yes, <laughs> let's get to WrestleMania Seven. How about that one? <laughs> Uh, okay, so WrestleMania 7, I, I had to look up the card because, you know... The you only don't thing- remember off the top of your head? What's the matter no, with you? the only thing I remembered was I, it was Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan. So now that... Wait, was was this during the storyline where Slaughter had turned from the all-American hero into, like, an Iraqi general during yep. the, like, height yeah. of the Iraqi war? Yeah, during, yeah, during Desert <laughs> Storm, they turned... Damn! Yep. Because Hulk Hogan had to be the real American, so yep. you, you can't have him against another American. So he's got to <laughs> become an Iraqi general somehow. <laughs> I um, mean, dude, could you imagine if there was a wrestling storyline going on right now where it's just like, I don't know, like suddenly um, John Cena is like a henchman of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> like, imagine what that would be like. That That's actually, what happened. That would be so insane. Because John, John Cena is like, although Hulk Hogan, there'll never be anyone in the, the, the same light as Hulk Hogan again. No. 
John Cena is bigger than Hulk Hogan ever was. Like, what if more there was people a thing, know who though, he is? Where like that was his character, and the way they spin it is he's like, "You comrade, see me." <laughs> it's you just that lazy and stupid. See me. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, That'd so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna run you through the highlights of the card because okay. it is a WrestleMania, so it was like four hours long. Uh, the Rockers defeating Haku and the Barbarian. Uh, Rockers Big fan. always electric. Uh, Haku and the Barbarian also fucking great wrestlers. Uh, Texas Tornado defeating uh, Dino Bravo. I remember finally. Being, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember because uh, Texas Tornado was Kerry Von Erich, uh-huh, uh, and yeah. Kerry Von Erich was a great wrestler, but he totally. lost his foot in a car accident. He did and- that then came to WWE. So he was never like at his height in WWE, but he was like electric, I remember. Yes, um, that Von Erichs episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Holy oh, moly. Fucking Woo. shit. Woo. Um, it was the WrestleMania debut of The Undertaker. Okay, tight. One of the biggest uh, like moments in Randy Savage's career. This was after... This was, you know, Randy Savage, when he came to... WWE was a, a heel and like right. the big thing that he would do was him and Miss Elizabeth and it, he was like abusive toward her not like hitting her or whatever but being like you know psychologically abusive toward her and getting the fans to hate him because they loved Elizabeth uh, and so she had left him as part of the storyline and this was a match with him and the Ultimate Warrior so already fun and it was a retirement match and he lost Damn. And then Elizabeth comes down to the ring and they like make up in the ring and it's like iconic. He like lifts, lifts her up on his shoulder. And then, you know, after that, of course, he wasn't actually retired. And they ended up doing that like wedding storyline, which was huge. So that was big. Um, other than that, yeah, not not much of a not much of a, a card. But, it, it you know, it just had the, its moments. Yeah, it did. It had some big moments. So, I, you know, I, I'm going to put that up there. Uh, not Final Fantasy VII level, but it, <laughs> it's definitely like a four and a half, like a five area. I'm going to say around the same. I'm going to go with a 4.68. Very specific. Yeah, very specific, but you've done your calculations. I have. I've done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Now, maybe while you were watching that, maybe you quenched your thirst with a seven up. <laughs> Maybe you did that, huh? Make seven up yours. <laughs> How's that stacking up against a Sprite, a Sierra Mist? Oh, man. A lemon lime soda? Mm-hmm. Where are you standing on that seven up? All right. So, uh, you know, I think I think people have all learned lessons regarding the consistency of beverages, uh, whether they're in cans, bottles, uh, plastic bottles, or from the fountain, right? So we mm-hmm. know a fountain sprite from the McDonald's uh, hits different than it does. It's true. Sprite from a plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, big fan of the bubbles, and Seven Up in a can at that time was the fizziest you could get. True. So I was a Seven Up in a can guy. I Same, dude. Same. Yeah. You and me both. I thought all those fucking kids. On the block, sucking down their Sprite at the bottle Yuck. were suckers. Sucker. Sprite out of the bottle is gross. By the time you get to the bottom, it's just syrup. It's just gross. Yeah. 
Yeah, plastic bottle Sprite is the lowest of low with a lemon yeah. lime soda. Come yeah. on. So yeah, seven seven up in a can when I was a kid, man, fucking rocked. And um, I do occasionally. I just saw it the other day. I am a. Uh, I've always liked cherry seven up, but I don't drink full sugar sodas anymore. But mm-hmm. I saw a diet cherry seven up the other day, and I was like, fuck, I should grab that because cherry seven up always hit really well for me. I always thought that was great. So I'm gonna put it up pretty high. Uh, I'm gonna give it five and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna give it a six out of seven. It's the closest to Final Fantasy VII that we found. <laughs> and I guarantee on our list. you sucked down several Seven Ups while playing Final Fantasy VII because I did. Yeah. I'm sure that I did, man. Them chocobos ain't gonna breed themselves. You gotta get them things <laughs> fucking. You, you gotta do. get them things fucking. Hell yeah! You need the sugar. You need the energy to get the chocobos fucking. Exactly, man. That way I can get my knight of a round and damn beat ass on all those ultimate weapons and all that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 100. Man, what a gripping list of sevens. Do you have anything (laughs) else you want to add to this list or do you think they've probably had enough? Oh, man. I can't imagine they have. Let's talk about Fast (laughs) 7. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I think that's the one that... Okay, hold on. Fast 5 was the one with the safe. I think Fast 7 is when they start becoming superheroes, basically. Uh, yeah. So it's probably a 10 out it's of 7. It's pretty rad, yeah. Yeah, any other 7s for you? I think that's probably got it covered. I'll say a 7-string guitar is a great thing. 8, I think, is a little too much. 6, okay. you can do some good work on that thing. You can hog uh-huh. around on that. A 7-string guitar, to me, is a wonderful thing. I enjoy that very much. Would, you, would that match up to Final Fantasy VII, even? It would. Honestly, that's the only thing I can think of that okay. would also be a 7 out of 7, is my lovely 7-stringed yep. Gortars. Yep. Yep. I don't know the difference between playing them, but I do know that uh, most of the bands I saw uh, playing metal in the 2000s would have 7-string guitars, so they that's did that cool. They did that yeah. <laughs> There's just one more to mash on. That's the only oh. difference, really. Okay. Well, that, yeah. That's probably positive. That's a good. You need another rope to mash. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever you picked up my Gortars and you've said, if only there is one more to mash on. <laughs> I'd, well, I'll I'd tell play you what, it right now. You know, That's I, it. I got the that's... Gortar for you. It's got one more to mash on. That, that's just the excuse I use to not even attempt to play guitar. Oh, Not I ain't enough got to enough mash strings. On. I ain't got enough strings. <laughs> ain't enough ropes for mashing on this and <laughs> send it back. Then somebody brings out a harp and I'm like, oh, too many. Too many strings. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on now. You're right. That's, That's a just perfect about too level many. somewhere in between these two. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, it's about seven right there. <laughs> well, all right, man. I'll tell you what. That's a lot of seven out of seven. Also, the movie Seven. That's a seven out of seven. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a seven. Yeah. Seven, seven is a seven out of seven for sure. Yeah. Quote us on that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know about your favorite sevens on our Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, that's, that'll be interesting. Just hang out with us. It's fun. Yeah. I listen. Uh, uh, every preview palace can't be the best one, but this one was. So yeah, so right, seven out of seven. Yeah, hang out with us. Maybe you do that. All right. Okay. Now maybe you continue hanging out with us while we talk about Friday a thirteen, a new blued. Yeah, a new blued. <laughs> That's it. A I was new really, blued. I was really hoping that the after this we get Friday the thirteenth part eight, a new crip. And then part nine, 
the new Latin Kings. That'd be cool, right? <laughs> it's just Jason joining gangs. <laughs> yeah, it's just him joining gangs and stuff, man. That sounds awesome. I would watch that as the thing. Yes. Like, I would totally be into that, man. Like, he becomes like the so enforcer cool. of all these gangs and yeah. stuff. They're like, man, this guy is hard. <laughs> Sign me up, I guess. Fuck. Yeah, okay. I'm into it. I'm into it. That would so, probably been a cooler movie than this one. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, let's just start there. Uh, at uh, the inception of this movie, this was originally going to be Freddy versus Jason. And I get that because they were like, you know what? We've had Jason killing all these helpless teenagers for years and years and years now. Maybe we give him some competition. Like, that's a great time to do it. Like, let's Absolutely. offer somebody and who can fight back a little bit. Who else can fight back than a Fred Krug? Come on. And they had just done uh, Dream Warriors. And the thing is, you look at the box offices of Friday the 13th versus Freddy. At this point, Freddy is double what the Jason movies are making. So, like, Oh, wow, really? It's a smart move on Paramount's part to look at this is you know young new line cinema come in like hey you know maybe we work together and you you would think then that new line would jump at the chance but as always bob shea was smart (laughs) um so that is not what happened he um he definitely held off and didn't let them jump in just for you know the fact that they're the much bigger company and that changed the plans for this which you know they had uh, just released um, 6 in 1986 and throughout eighty, late 86 and 87 they were working on this deal and it just fell through and then they ha- like really wanted to get something out quick so they start the pre-production and original ideas um, you know with the the Freddy versus Jason kind of influenced what they were thinking of doing. One idea, one producer came up with would basically be Jaws, <laughs> uh, Crystal Lake. Uh, <laughs> you know how in part six uh, they I, I talked about it in the episode. Go check that out. But basically, Crystal Lake had been more gentrified. We started seeing, like, you know, libraries and buildings Uh and all these other uh things we hadn't seen in the previous. So this one would be uh, a condo developer wants to turn the Camp Crystal Lake into condos. And that kind of, you know, awakens Jason and then he's killing people, but they're trying to cover it up. You know, Jaws style. That's Uh, cool. Now, when you said Jaws style, I, I initially was thinking about Jason like just being in the water but and, grabbing like, people as people. they go by <laughs> yeah. and chomping on them <laughs> that actually would have been really funny It'd if they amazing. were like well he's chained at the bottom of the lake no way he gets out of that so <laughs> let's go skinny dipping guys it's late yeah. at night and we're all high on a pot ooh and then everyone he just jumps disappears up and at that exact spot let's check it out <laughs> <laughs> naked maybe yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I think that idea, you know, some of the other stuff I read about that idea I wasn't fully into, but the idea of like continuing the actually Crystal Lake is growing and you know, Jason has been gone for a while because he's chained at the bottom of the lake. Uh but uh they didn't they didn't go with that idea. They went with Freddy versus Carrie. So Jason or versus not Freddy, Jason versus Carrie, yeah. 
So that, you know, the idea was telekinetic. Uh, just give him a villain to fight against somebody who's going to have a power that you've seen in a successful movie. Um, yeah. Which I, I like a cool on a lot idea. of levels, man. Like, yeah. that's fun. And again, that gives him somebody to fight against. But it also... Absolutely. It's kind of continuing the tradition that a lot of the Friday the 13th movies have where the final girl does fight back and does get yeah. away. Yeah, I think there I was even it. like... Maybe an idea that floated around. I want to say they talked about this on the Crystal Lake Memories uh, documentary, which is fantastic, and it's on Shutter right now. Yeah. Where they talked about like having several of the final girls from previous movies come back. That would have been yeah. fucking awesome, man. Let all these girls yeah. team up on Jason and beat him. That would have been fucking awesome. Uh, so like, I, th- I like that on paper. I like giving him a, a girl that can fight back. It's cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think that if they had focused on that, if they had, like, decided, like, okay, this, I mean, she's Luke Skywalker, you know, she's got to learn to use the Force. She's, she's, she's got to, you know, be driven maybe by this evil psychiatrist who is using her, you know, experimentally. And that, you know, they go in that direction, but then to me, it's like, they never get the things that we're going to want then if it's going to be a final showdown. We don't get a training montage. Like, we're not yeah. getting to see her, like, really learning to control her powers or anything. She just kind of going out of control, Carrie style. Like, right. They're just kind of reckless and unpredictable the whole time. Yeah, but then in the end, she can control it. It's like, like just suddenly she can. So we don't get to see the the moment where that all works out for her. And that's what you would want. Some rocks, you know. Absolutely, there should have been a scene where she was lifting up rocks near the lake or something. Like that should have like the dad element should have been cut entirely. It oh, should man. have been like this psychiatrist trying to train her to use her powers. She's at the lake. She's moving rocks or whatever. And he tries to make her move a real big one. And she's like super forceful and it breaks Jason's chain or whatever. That's fucking rad. That and could then, be like, cool. He's like trying to use her to get famous. It's like, oh, I've trained this girl's psychic yeah. powers and stuff. That could have been cool. But instead, what we get is a largely boring movie where Jason aside from being in the opening like montage narrative narrative which we've never had before narrative (laughs) by the actor who played Crazy Ralph who's been dead since the second movie I didn't know that like in my notes I was just watching you know uh, the intro to this movie and I was like damn this is seriously like five minutes of previously on Friday the 13th which isn't anything new they usually yeah they've done that of course yeah, a bunch of cuts at the start of the movie, yeah. but yeah, the narration was like, "Why? What? Why do we need this now?" Yeah. And then you told me it's Crazy Ralph, which I had no idea about. That makes no fucking sense. No sense whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, you know, aside from that, we don't see Jason until forty minutes into the movie. We're Is it really that long? Yeah, we're introduced to the most bland people uh, in the entire world. Like it is, I think so. Yeah, there's none of the characters are in any way really like deep. Like there's no depth to anyone. The most you get is maybe the the supposedly ugly duckling character. What's her name? Um, fuck, Maddie. I don't even maybe? Maddie. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. Now hang get- on. You're talking about lack of depth. Talk to me about that one hunky brunette guy in the movie. 
Oh, well, the all three of them? The th- <laughs> oh, all of them, yeah. The that three guy. guys who look all exactly the same and could easily <laughs> and be interchangeable. Act the same and have yep. the same personality traits. Like, yep. what difference is there between these fucking characters? Like, well, there is one different guy, and his difference is being black. That is the oh, that's only difference, however. <laughs> And he bonds with that that girl who's different from the other girls in that she is also also being black. Yeah, yeah, Uh uh-huh. And their entire story is being black and getting killed. That's it. (laughs) That is it. Like, that's literally all. Like, I, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing else to those characters. And, period. And I, I get it. If this is your first time listening and you've maybe never really thought much about the Friday the Thirteenth movies, you'd be like, "Yeah, they do that all the time. Is introduce characters and kill them." And it's like, actually, they don't. Look back on it. So many of those characters have like personalities and stuff. Um, in fact, like, you know the 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 fact that watching this movie, I had just seen six last week made me go like how do you go all of those characters were more like interesting and like relatable and stuff and you you're just going into this and everybody is wooden nobody has chemistry with anybody like the only person that's really bringing something is what is her name the the blonde girl who's like the Secondary antagonist. Um, oh, is it like stuck up chick Mel. Yeah, yeah. Mo- is, that Mes- is that Melissa? Okay, yeah. Hey, again, I can't even remember their names. I've watched this three times. I watched the segment in Crystal Lake Memories three times. Like I cannot remember anybody's name except for Tina, and then the guy is Nick. I think right. I think it's Nick. Yeah. 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 Okay. The, the the stuck up girl is is definitely the best one here. She's yeah. she's given the most stuff to play around with. Yeah, uh, and and the most uh, scenery to chew up, uh, chew up for sure. But and she and she does it. She does a great job with it. Yeah, she's good. But like mm-hmm. everybody else, it's like you're saying. It's like there's oh, uh, she's a nerdy girl until she puts on a makeup. Yeah. Now she looks like now a she, secretary. Yeah, she looks like a secretary <laughs> going to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's it. It, and yeah, then she, it, it she was, does all that dolling up to go look for a guy in the woods and then get murdered immediately. <laughs> so yeah, what was the fucking point of that? There's just nothing to that. There, uh, though. There, a lot of this is because of stuff cut from the movie. There was a scene of her going and smoking weed with the other people, and then after she's like killed. So there's you know the she did drugs type of thing. That's why she was killed. But um, yeah, it, it, so much was cut from the movie. But it's also like. Not a lot of that was character development. Most of it was just gory kill stuff. So, like, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a version of this movie where the characters are better. Yeah, because there's like eight fucking characters that are all in this cabin for reasons of a birthday party. <laughs> I forgot that angle here. It's like, yeah, they're up at this cabin for a surprise party. Yeah, and the people who are coming to the surprise party are the people that break down on the road and then oh my god okay so the inconsistency of that made no sense to me their first scene we see them break down on the road they have like a little bit of a you know uh, back and forth and then she is like no we're we have a surprise party for you up in the cabin and he's like oh great and then the next it cuts away next time we see them he's like where are we going again <laughs> 
<laughs> what? She's like, we're going to your party. And it's like, well, did they think like we should reestablish what's happening because we might cut that other scene and then they didn't cut it and they were like, well, I'll keep the audio. I, I don't How know. Nobody noticed this. I don't know. It's just so stupid. And then like they just, again, just go out into the woods again. Like It's like, what is this about? You're just walk on the road, continue on the road. Now you're just walking into the woods. And of course, Jason kills them. Uh, they're, it's so disconnected from everything that I just forgot that it was even about a surprise party for like later when I guess it's the sci-fi guy. He's like, what waving. a cool character angle, by the way. Right. I'm into writing sci-fi stuff that, and I also wear not... an army jacket. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, what? None of that matters. What? Yeah. So fucking ever. When he's like waving, that little thing over the presence, which I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. Dude, I know. What the fuck was with that? Like, Kate and I both looked at each other like, what was that? Like, it was almost like right. a fucking Ghostbusters, like, PKE meter. Right. And, like, made a beeping noise or some yep. shit. And then yep. they never even remotely explained what the fuck that was. No. Uh, my only possible answer is that um, this is set in the future in in 1988. This is Ooh. set in 1997, so okay. maybe they thought by 97 we'd have devices that you could wave over presents to decide which one's the best. <laughs> is that what that was? It was a 1997 I, best I, present I, finding wand? I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> but like, what? They wouldn't have come up with new hairstyles by then, though, or new fashion, right? <laughs> no. In fact, all of the kids, they are dressed... Okay, this okay. This is a an issue with me. I I will admit that. But when I see the way they're dressed and their hairstyles, they remind me of moms. See, this sounds like my problem, where I can't disassociate the era of fashion from how right. old the person is. This is my problem. This is where I live all the time, man. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Just think about this. I I had to put myself in this context. I thought, oh, 1988. So when this came out, I was six. Um, and my mom was 27. The actress playing Tina is 26, I believe. Okay. They do look like my mom and her friends. Also, my mom and her friends weren't old. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. They weren't old at all. (laughs) They were just old because you were a kid. Yeah. I, I can't fix it. I can't make myself not associate with it. But at least it. now in my head, I'm like, okay, I know I'm wrong. I'm, I'm hmm. wrong. They're not old. They're just normal age. And then this is how people dressed in 88. Hideously. Man alive. Dude, the hairstyles and stuff in this one are oh, it's terrible. terrible. What about mom's look? What do you think about oh, that mom? Man, poor Susan Blue. <laughs> she has got a Wookiee haircut. <laughs> got that Wookiee she, hair, man. She looked, yeah, like if I got like I looked cut. at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She actually kind of looks like the Star Wars Christmas special, the 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 little one, like whatever its name was. Do you guess what happened? She sat down at the barber and it's like, "All right, lady, what you want?" She's like, "You seen that Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> Fuck me up, fam." He's and like, she wanted this. to be Arthur, but the the lady was like, "No, oh, I know what you mean." <laughs> Chewbacca hair, the little one. Chewbacca. Hair. 
You know, now that you mention it, though, it is funny because whenever you go and watch the the Crystal Lake Memories thing where they have interviews with a lot of those people, uh-huh. they all look younger now yes, than they do in Because they have movie. normal hair. It's crazy <laughs> what that hair and that fashion does to you. It makes you look ancient. I just, I mean, it may be us. We may be wrong here, but I, that's just exactly how I read it every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the cast in this is also why this frequently gets referred to, although I, I did not know this, uh, as Friday the 13th. Like, yeah, We, we all know 13th. Elm Street Part 2 is like, yeah, it's, it's the gay one, uh-huh. but this isn't any kind of a subtext or anything that I think that you could pick up on unless you knew about the behind-the-scenes stuff here, right. because this is a, a largely gay cast in this movie. Yeah, all four of the guys at the party, uh, the actors are gay, um, as well as Susan Blue, who plays Tina's mom, is, okay. is a lesbian. So that that you know, it's uh, that's like five out of about twenty people in the cast. Uh, so it's it's a significant number, I would say. But I think what people are also attaching to is the very clear like lack of chemistry between Nick and Tina like yeah yeah yeah, th- yeah there's just zero chemistry and of course uh a gay actor can play straight that's not an impossibility but people have associated that with like you know oh, he's gay so they're just not connecting um and also I just, I, I just thought it's cuz the pa- the characters are like fucking paper thin and there was nothing to them <laughs> Well, yeah, that is the reason. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is the characters don't have chemistry, though the uh, 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 the actors Lar uh, Park Lincoln and and Kevin Blair actually did not get along on set, so that probably contributed to it. Oh, um, they've apparently uh, patched that up, and they're they're great friends now. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't I I don't think that's the issue. I don't think it's because he's a, a gay man that they don't have chemistry uh though it is it is interesting so i saw somebody point out how um the uh what's his name damn it uh fuck i do not remember anybody's name is it nah uh the the black couple are having sex in the van yeah so his name is ben and her name is kate oh shit yeah (laughs) what yeah That's cool. So Ben and Kate are in the the van uh, having sex, and they hear a noise outside the van, and Ben goes, "Michael," and instantly jump. He was just having sex with his his girlfriend. The hint that his friend might be outside jumps out of the van. What's up, yeah, Michael? He's like, oh shit, my boy's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can see, I can see maybe like how people are making some associations there, but it really does just boil down to. There are uh, several cast members who were gay. Yeah, and you know these characters, as we said, are are very very thin. And this movie, dude, like, okay, a- again, not that the other Friday Thirteenth movies are like great character studies. They're just simple slashers, and and I really yeah. do enjoy them. I, I love this franchise a lot, honestly, because they're just yeah. fun, mindless, stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, part six. And even part five, too, weren't necessarily brutal. They weren't necessarily scary. No, a lot got cut from from six. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't even, in, you know, intentionally ever meant to be super brutal. And a good bit got cut from five. 
um, because it was particularly brutal in in the cuts. Oh yeah, but they still had fun with it. Like they were still, yeah. I think, self aware and had some good humorous stuff inside of those movies. Um, this movie, okay, there's not. I guess there's some ass and titty action in here. There's a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not scary like at all. No, no. It's not really brutal because of the way the MPAA handled a lot of this. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No they fault really, of the movie itself. Yeah, they just destroyed the gore of this movie for sure. But there's also like no humor or levity to to any no. of this. So it's no. like, are you trying to take it back to being a serious? scary movie by not having any levity in here even though it's this crazy movie with a psychic girl and a fucking dead dad and a lake like but you're not gonna have fun with it that's never been friday the 13th like go back to the first one the characters are charming like they're having fun you know they're playing strip poker and stuff like there's always been these charming characters or at least characters who have some element to them i'd say like you know um Five doesn't have a ton of depth, but we got, you know, the the goth girl dancing in her room and, you know, the 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 uh fuck uh spider on the toilet yeah, <laughs> talking dude. about those enchiladas ooh, like there's baby, ooh, yeah. baby. Like, like that's memorable shit. Like I remember that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I this the most memorable bit, of course, is Kane Hodder as as Jason. And then Jason unmasked. Like those are the two biggest elements to this. And if there had been more Jason, maybe that would have been enough to save it. But again, he doesn't like kill anybody until 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. That's a long time to wait a long in a fucking time. Jason movie, man. And yeah. the kills that we get, you know, I-, I think a lot of them are very unmemorable, you know? And again, they couldn't show a lot of the gore and stuff that they filmed. They apparently did film some pretty extensive, oh, yeah. brutal shit that was yeah. then, like, they destroyed the unused footage. Yeah, sucks. Paramount destroyed a lot of unused footage of, of a lot of these, like, sort of cheap throwaway movies, and that's what this is. This is a $2.8 million movie. It's uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. says it on the, the documentary, like, the, these movies cost nothing to make, so they were yeah. gonna keep making them, because even if you only make $19 million, you only spent 2.8. So it's going to work out. Uh, yeah, they, they got rid of all that good cut stuff. So we will never get a version of this. That is what Carl Beekler wanted. And that's, that's a shame. Even though I don't think it would save the movie, it would improve it. Oh yeah. Well, especially whenever you got Jason coming at people with, bizarre shit like that damn thing it's like a saw blade on the end of a weed whacker and he was supposed to like <laughs> cut that person in half yeah give me that dude I, I would love to fucking see that but I, instead it's like he comes at him with this crazy weapon and then you just get a shot of the face with blood spattering on it and yeah like, oh i'm fucking dead and that's it yep not enough for sure that is not enough for a good camp slasher that's supposed to be fun and it, it, yeah it just Cutting so much of the stuff like the 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 cute redhead who just gets thrown out of the window was actually supposed to get her like head chopped in half. Cool. And that's cool as hell. Um I guess you're supposed to believe that just like getting thrown out of a second story window results in death, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. somehow. Uh the the what's her name? Maddie. I think she was supposed to get like like 
fully sort of vivisected, not vivisected, but like uh, her guts out. Why did I say vivisected? Cool. <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if Jason got into some pinhead shit? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, there, there were there were longer versions of like the sleeping bag kill, which is already brutal. Like it it's cool. With I me do like that one. Yeah, yeah. That, I do that like that one a lot. Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to have some real solid impact whenever he like smashes yeah. her against that tree. But then ultimately, sure. is it in Jason X where we get the like ideal yes. version of that? Yes, that's but, better. Yeah. And the thing is, like, because you know, fucking Kane Hodder shot it, and they he said that like the the bag the the body in the bag was ninety five pounds <laughs> with so all the fake blood like, and shit in there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking that's a badass. Like, just from a stuntman perspective. To have to lift ninety pounds and slam it against a tree seventy like uh, seven or eight times like yeah that's badass and to have Hardcore. that like, fully cut that's ugh that's so yeah that's ridiculous. a lot of work for nothing man that's the best kill in the movie uh, yeah there's there's a couple other good ones in there what stands out to you uh, okay so the the heart rip which is again they'd already done that in six but it's a cool like it's a cool thing a heart rip you, he punches through a guy's back. And pulls his heart out. That's he gets awesome. Kali Maud, man. He Kali yeah. Maud's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Bum, she bum. That is good. Yeah, that's good. A lot of just stabbing, but the head stab is cool, though. Again, we don't really see anything from that. Um, I, I think, you know, the the Maddie kill is just nothing. Uh, oh, the axe to the head of... Um, Fuck the blonde. What is her name again? Melissa? Is that it's it? Melissa? Yeah, Melissa. Okay, yeah. The axe to the head and then throw across the room. Like the stunt person did an amazing job of making that. Is that a fun look one. Like, yeah, I do like that cool. one a lot too. Yeah, where she's like, "Well, I'm gone. Bye." Yeah. And she opens the door and is like, "Axe to the face, thrown yeah. behind a TV with the <laughs> yes. axe still in the fucking head." That so is cool. pretty awesome and pretty fucking ECW. Yeah. I do like that yeah. one a lot too. But the thing that actually probably hurts it is that there are so many other kills that are just nothing. They're just boring. And that's, you know, has to do with the MPA cutting it and stuff. But, like, if you you could have had fewer kills. Like, they could have done fewer kills. If that would have made the MPA happy to just have fewer kills but have the actual brutality, yeah, I'd prefer quality. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's like you have a million, you know, paper-thin characters in this, and they all die forgettable deaths. Yeah. Like, that is just mm-hmm. all quantity over quality, where yep. I would much rather have the inverse of that. Uh, and, and even, like, the stuff that happens to Jason in this, too, where it's just like, oh, my God, it's this fucking undead zombie guy that's lived at the bottom of a lake for damn 100 years. And then it's like... All right, cool. I knocked him through some steps. I bet he's down for the count. <laughs> I knocked a porch on him. Bet that'll do it. Like, really? Right. But Come the on. fact that I love that. I did love that all the different things she had to do and try against him, though the fact that he had to just basically stand there and take it didn't make sense. They could have choreographed that way better. But yeah, he kind of he did a no sell on a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> he did. And then like he's just standing there waiting while she's like spitting gas at him and then making the fire get on him. Which again, badass stunt on Kane Hodder's part because he had had a burn stunt go wrong before. Oof, he has burn yeah. scars like on his neck and chest from it. Yeah, he's covered. Yeah, yeah. He did like so. a, a forty second long burn scene in this. Like that's yeah. 
That's Man, that ass. is facing your fears, dude. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, undeniably, I think Kane Hodder is the best Jason. He's, he's done the most Friday the 13th and Jason movies. Uh, but, like, it's not just that. It's he, his physicality, the way he is able to act through makeup and stuff. Because his face in this is covered in prosthetic makeup. Oh, and yeah, totally. he's able to make it do stuff he, and, like, really sell the makeup because... I think the makeup looks really cool. Like it does, yeah. Jason's look in this one, I think, is really dope, man. He's got like the chain around his neck from where he was, yeah. You know, down at the bottom of the lake. Super cool. Mm-hmm. He's super rotten. Like, yeah. You I remember us talking his, about like rib cage and spine from yeah. the rotting. Yeah, that was cool. And even like the the side of like his skull from like the the edge of the broken mask yeah you can see his like skeleton teeth and shit under there that's cool and then later on in the movie whenever his mask is off Uh he's still got like the big like head wound scar from part four yeah like he's got all of his old injuries and i think that's really neat i even like too how they they kind of made his um his like work gloves and stuff sort of rot into his skin man just fucking cool and I, like i think we're, we should talk about then john carl beekler the, the director of this and special effects uh lead he the stuff that he got to do looks really good like yeah he he and like we you know he he's directed stuff like uh troll which you know i've talked about a ton i think is great and has some really awesome special effects uh, he directed Cellar Dweller, which is a movie we've done tr- twice on the screaming chat, uh, <laughs> and has has some really cool special effects. Uh, he also like he worked on Reanimator, all the Ghoulies movies, Terror cool. Vision, From Beyond, Dolls, good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, like he 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 really has a ton of talent, and that is visible in the the jason makeup but we don't get to see it much because so much of his stuff got cut that again i think i would have rather get three really good deaths than like 10 where only you know some of them are okay and most of it gets cut yeah totally totally agree man completely agree yeah kane does a good job in this i'm not one of those people that that really sees the super nuanced differences between Jason to Jason. Uh, yeah. He's a nonverbal character. You never see his face. Um, I think, you know, because we had just had CJ Graham in part six, and he does a great job, and he, he did a lot of the physicality well, too. And I think in part, uh, crap, is it three? The guy in part three I really liked. I think some, you know, like part two, we've talked about uh, D- Jason acts more scared mm. and like he, he is obviously less of this like, you know, monstrous figure and more of like a killer with a bag on his head who could easily be frightened by somebody with a chair. Like, uh, I, I think there's just some nuances between them, but also I think we've just seen Kane Hodder so much. Because he is the only one who's who's done more than one. He did right, yeah. this Manhattan um uh, uh oh the what is it? Part nine to Jason whatever. <laughs> Jason goes to hell, that's it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. uh uh Jason X. And those I mean, Jason X is real fun. 
And I actually think Jason Goes to Hell is better than I ever thought it was the last time I watched it. But Jason Takes Manhattan is my least favorite and actually the one I kind of struggle to get through. Like, I, I will watch any of the other ones any time of day, but Jason Takes Manhattan, I'm kind of like, eh. And then this one I just don't think is very fun or interesting. So, like, you got your, you know, most consistent Jason in some of your worst movies, and that sucks. I would like to see him, like, it's weird they didn't bring him back for Freddy versus Jason. It's weird, even though Derek Mears is great in the 2009, like, reboot, remake thing. Yeah. Why not bring back Kane Hodder? He is still the same guy. He's still this gigantic fucking hardcore awesome actor or like awesome stunt actor that uh i th- i think they should just bring back mhm yeah it definitely seems that way and he does he does a good job in this man like i said i don't i don't think there's a lot of of nuance from my perspective but i had no complaints about jason in this he was very michael myersy in this yeah the way he's written is much more michael myers because he becomes an artist he, he wants to show off his people. work. Yeah. Which he kind of has done in the past with like his his mother's head. He had that like altar set up in part two. Yeah. But usually he's just a kill them and leave them where they lay type of guy. Yeah, but this one he's just like, you know what? This person is going to end up here and I'm going to spook him real bad right. by setting up all these corpses up in the trees and so forth. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me more of like Sleepaway Camp 2 or something or a, a Halloween movie. Than, yeah. than Friday the Thirteenth in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree there, man. I agree there. I did like that house explosion, even though it makes zero sense. It makes <laughs> like, zero sense at all. And uh, apparently, they only got about twenty frames of it because, like, some of the cameras got melted by the explosion or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, they apparently really overdid it with yeah. the way that they. They mm-hmm. managed that stunt because that's that's really a house blowing up. Like they didn't yeah. do a miniature or anything. They're like, no. all right, we Let's got this house loaded house. with fucking explosives. <laughs> Turn the cameras on and it damn melted the lenses and shit. Yeah, that's pretty that's, hardcore, man. Yes, it, it is hardcore. Um, and and I like that. I wish they had gotten more coverage of it because you know you want to see the explosion. But uh, yeah, it, I you know. Adding more action elements to Jason is cool. And, and, you know, you get some of that. You have not seen uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. You get Still waiting good, on it for the show, yep. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Uh, you get you get a little bit more action in that, and then Jason X is just kind of more of a space action movie, I feel like. But, the, yeah, this introducing explosions... You know, because we've had, like, fire. They had the fire thing in part six where they set the lake on fire. That was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I really like the explosion, even though it... What? I, why? Why is it happening? <laughs> don't know, man. <laughs> like, it would just burn, I feel like. He, he's all... Like, I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like this movie really celebrates the, the water jump. I mean, it really oh, looks back yeah. on the history of the franchise, oh, yeah. and they're like, you know what? It all really started when that little boy jumped out of the water in that lake. So this movie's <laughs> like, we should put as many lake jumps in here as we can. More lake jumps. In Jump fact, out of a what lake. Beats, what beats Jason at the end? A dad jumping out of a lake. Yep, a that's dad. true. Dad. 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 We were going to talk about Deadest Dads for we the preview palace, but we thought that it 
probably traipsed too much into best orphans territory, and you know, I already that, did that. That's a classic. Let's not yeah, deadest deadest parents. You know, <laughs> yeah. I already did that, so... Yeah, this is a dead, dead water jump, and it Why? makes zero sense. Like, What the it, fuck is happening? Like, she resurrects her dead dad who drowned in that lake, like, a hundred years earlier. He's alive again? Did okay, she just so unleash been, a new supernatural killer? What the fuck just happened? He's been down there seven years. She was ten whenever that all happened. Uh, so seven. He's been there seven years now. Jason, we know is supernatural, but we don't fully know that because the okay. Jason died in part four. He like yeah. actually died. They bury him in Frankenstein a grave. resurrected. Mm-hmm. Then he got Frankenstein resurrected. So now there's something supernatural to that. But he was rotting before that. Now he is no longer rotting, even though he's, like, underwater. I now, bet that his was... dick was shriveled way up into his body. <laughs> I was in the I pool! Mean, going... yeah, I was going to say, you go in a pool for half an hour, man, and, you know, your, your balls are in your throat. That guy was yeah. down there for years. But we, we have to consider it then, thinking of this, that Jason was rotting in his grave, and now he's underwater, he's not rotting. And this dad is underwater for seven years and he's not rotting. Is Crystal Lake magic? Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like, at the end of the day, I was like, wait, did they just introduce some new mythology into this where if you die in this lake, you somehow are cursed with immortality? Because that's kind of cool. I think it resolves issues. I think it resolves some issues. Because we have talked about how Tom Savini didn't come back for part two. Because it didn't make sense to him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, because Jason's dead. We see at the end he does the lake jump. uh, And he's he's a kid still, but he's dead. So the only answer is that was a dream, which that's set up in the movie. Yeah. But if that was a dream, then why is there an adult Jason in part two? The lake does not allow you to die. So he didn't drown. You cannot drown fully. I kind of like this. He got out and grew to maturity. And and honestly, like you could spin this in some kind of way where, okay. And I could objectively see this being like, okay, but it kind of ruins the magic of the character, Jason to be like, Oh, it's not Jason. It's the lake. That's fucking supernatural. Right. But then, like you said, it does answer a lot of questions and you can have some kind of cool backstory where there was some kind of terrible, you know, native American slaughter that happened on this land because America, Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the they leader flooded of this the valley group, or whatever, and it's now it's cursed or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like one of the remaining leaders of the group cursed the land mm-hmm. and you could set that up in a cool way. Sure. But instead, it's just like, I don't know, my drunk dad that used to beat my mom up comes back and saves the day. Like, yeah, you've given this girl <laughs> crazy telekinetic. And also, I forgot about this. She can see into the future at times. She has she psychic like powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has all these crazy powers. And then at the end of the day, she brings back her drunk, abusive dad <laughs> to drag Jason. Like, what? What? And a how waste. does he have the power to drag Jason down like that? That's insane. He's got that drunk strength. 
<laughs> He's fighting drunk, man. Highly That's the secret of the lake, too. String. It keeps you alive, and it also keeps you drunk if you're down there. <laughs> I love it. That's great. It kind of ruins the story, but it's like you could make it cooler, but instead, and sure. this is just like, I don't know, a dad jumps out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense, man. Well, and especially, too, like they, they had originally done some pretty cool like ghoulish makeup on him to make him look kind of fucked up. Like he'd been down, you know, down in the water as like a zombie for a long time or something. Then they're like, nah, just put some dirt on his face and have him jump out the water. It's like, okay, that's not better. Well, and then also I, I said earlier that Jason's not decomposing under the water, but he is a little bit though. I, I don't know how decomposed he was in the first one. When we saw his face, like it was, very decomposed, but we never saw his spine and bones and stuff. So he must have decomposed a little bit. So then that the makeup bit would then make some sense. So the the body has been down there for seven years. So he's decomposed a little, but the lake won't let him die. But he also can't come out of the lake for some reason. <laughs> Maybe he's buried under the, the dock that collapsed. And he's down there just like, oh, you wait till I get out of here with my drunk strength. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I have no answer for why the movie ends with dad's back. And then he's just back under the water. Like, what did him and Jason do under there the rest of the time? Like, (laughs) did he drag him back under the water? He's like, so, you hang around here often? Like, what happened after that? You want to go get a drink? Chill out down here? Um, Yeah, I, I... I think that's that's all like it could be an interesting thing but it of course there's no follow up to this movie in the series like Mm-mm. there there are no other psychic telekinetic people necessarily though Jason goes to hell goes in an interesting direction so there there is like this supernatural element afterwards uh, a little bit but there's something else in this movie that you know you could argue there have been times in the past where Jason seems to teleport, but yeah. in this movie, he teleports. Like, oh, yeah. He kills a guy on the beach and a second later pops up out of the water and kills the girl. Sure. Like, yeah, he's there because he's there. Like, underwater. Okay. Yeah. So he was on, on, on the land. Now he's underwater. That's just how it happened. Uh, yeah, I think there's some ways though that this could have been followed up interestingly they could have they could have gone in a more supernatural direction instead of taking him to Manhattan but you know i obviously this movie didn't do outrageously well so and and one of the things i noticed about mancuso's like drive in these movies it really is to always keep the budget low. That's his primary drive. And part six was supposed to end with an epilogue where Jason Voorhees' dad is at the cemetery. And oh, it yeah, was that's like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think Mancuso explained like he didn't want, you know, he didn't want to undercut whatever had happened, you know, up to that point and whatnot. But it really seems to me like... His reasoning is, oh, if you do that, then I'm going to need to hire you back to come and write that story, and then you'll have leverage over me, and I'll have to pay you more. So I'm not going to do that. Because then I'd have less money for buying cocaine with. 
<laughs> yes, but that seems to be his drive for each of the movies is that they don't have a continuity. They don't have like you never really watch a Friday the 13th movie and go like this is exactly like the last one because they always change something crazy. They always go in some weird direction because they've brought in people who maybe don't even care about the series. I mean, John Carl Beekler said in the the camp uh, the Crystal Lake Memories documentary that he didn't un- understand why they even wanted to do the movie, and he said so when they brought him in for the interview. Uh, oh. like He was like, haven't you guys already done six of these? Uh, and so the <laughs> fact that he didn't want to do it is why he thinks he got the job. Because in my mind, again, my theory here is Mancuso doesn't want anybody to return. He doesn't want to pay them because they return. So he... He's like, great, this guy will definitely not want to return. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you look at what they did with Corey Feldman. Like, they even, you know, like, the idea was that Corey Feldman would come back for the next one. But I'm sure when Mancuso heard about that, he was like, oh, boy, I'll have to pay him a lot of money. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. we do one without Jason and we get a guy who's 10 years older. <laughs> because money. Because money, because money. It's just good frugal sense, man. That's just good, it is. Yeah, that's just good eighty stuff, you know. Yeah, that exactly. That is this. Uh, like, I'm not even dissing Mancuso. I'm I'm saying like he is like almost the ultimate sort of eighties, uh, cheap budget movie producer. Kind of, you know, we talked about it in Return to Horror High. That that I feel like that producer is kind of based off Mancuso a little bit. Where it's like, the only difference is that that producer's on set, and I noticed this, I watched the section in Crystal Lake Memories uh, on 6 before I watched 7, and in both of them they're talking about this producer on set being a pain in their ass, and it's like, oh, Mancuso hires another producer to go be a pain in the ass on set to keep the budget low, so he doesn't have to be the pain in the ass on set, because he doesn't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, 80s genius producing just fucking he he knocks it out of the park uh so i yeah but that i mean there the fact that this never comes back is a little sad because again i think that this could have been cool to have like a a final girl who has a way of actually fighting jason yeah a nemesis yeah a nemesis for him yeah that that would have been really fun to explore but I think so. I, again, this wasn't a successful critically. Like six, six was kind of liked by critics. This was hated by critics. But they made about the same amount of money. So you know, you're not uh, you're not hurting your product too much just by creating this. I think Jason Takes Manhattan is where it really kind of shit the bed. Like, this yeah. is bad, but Jason Takes Manhattan is just slow and boring, and the budget was, like, double this for some yeah. reason. it cost a ton, yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of the end of, of like, that just great run. This, I mean, this is... Kind of, I don't like three, and I don't like five, but I think about watching them, and I'm like, yeah, that'd be fun. This, yeah, still watchable. Yeah, this is just kind of not fun, and then Jason Tanks Manhattan is just bleh. Yeah, this one was yeah. way more bonkers in my memory. Like in my yeah. memory, I was like, "Man, this is fucking crazy." There's a psychic girl that can fight him and stuff. But That's in cool. reality, 
it, it's pretty fucking boring. Like it's not yeah. it's not scary, it's not gory, it's not funny, it's not like hot and steamy. Yeah. yeah. Um it is definitely covered in uh, one of my favorite things, which is 1980s boomer hatred of psychology. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, well, and fucking Terry Kaiser knocks it out of the park being a dirtbag, you know? Like, he, he he's doing a great job, too. If you recognize him, it's because you recognize him, by the way. Yeah, that's true. He's, uh, he's from uh, uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Also, you'll recognize him as... Uh, uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie. So he's playing yeah, a corpse and a dinosaur doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He actually, he's actually played a ton of things. He's got an extensive uh, IMDb. You've seen him uh, in a million things. But this, I mean, he's just really good as a villain, but he's he's, he's not getting enough. Like, they have to keep cutting back to the party scenes for the kills and stuff. So, like, you don't get enough of him and Tina, like, going at each other, but you get how much of a fucking dirtbag he is. I mean, he uses the mom as a human shield. I like that. That was a good, like, sleazy kind of moment right there. I did enjoy that, man. Yeah, just the entire, you know, fucking eagle style, I'd like to find your inner child and kick its little ass hatred of, like, oh, therapy, psychology, Mm -hmm. what are you, a wimp? Yeah. <laughs> and also, they're just trying to warp your mind, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. they're introducing things that's just making you think you're crazy. Yeah. Like, this entire angle that fucking boomers had, yeah. and I'm sure have to this day a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, it hasn't changed, I'm sure. Yeah. Where it's just like, I never saw my dad cry once. He came back <laughs> from the war cold as ice. <laughs> it's like, well, that's, that's not necessarily not an instruction manual for living <laughs> life. Uh, for real. I think he didn't that he, uh, say much because he couldn't stop screaming, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the mustard gas probably took care of whatever emotions your father had. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's definitely an element like of, of 80s and 90s. Not just horror, I mean, it, it's pretty common in everything to just have... <laughs> it's in the, uh, fucking the Santa Claus, man. Yeah, to have a <laughs> shitty uh, psychiatrist or a shitty like therapist... Yeah, it's just so normal. I, I think. What are they gonna that, do? Like, help you? <laughs> they they really fucking just did not understand how to make this story work because like Jason shouldn't have killed him. She should have killed him. I like, know, right? Yeah. That, they, or at the very least, Jason shouldn't have killed him almost instantly after he you know used the mom as a human shield. He should have, at the very least, there should have been a final confrontation between him and Tina. Whether it's, you know, him getting killed in front of Tina or whatever, fine. But there or needed to be a final him. confrontation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. That would have been great. But, but instead, yeah. it's just like, hey, you got my mom killed, and I never really get to have any kind of closure or yep. <laughs> vengeance with you. That Nothing. sucks. Nothing at all. Yep. Yeah, uh. so this, this movie just kind of sucks uh aside from you know the elements we've said that they're cool the the cane hotter the the jason makeup and, and the potentiality of what it could have been that that's there but yeah it's overall just meh. yeah it's okay it's not by any means the best it's not the worst i'm gonna say it's like a little bit below average for the entire series yeah yeah i think it's um 
it's definitely worse than five for me and, and worse yeah. than, than three and, Agreed. and in a big way too because five has fun moments three has fun moments like it does the character doesn't have distinct. anything fun like there's really this no yeah there's no fun there's no levity in any of this so i i've got yeah. to like overall rank it lower than i did some of those other installments in the franchise what kind of yeah. a rating are you putting on this one um, gosh, I don't remember what I rated any of the others. I don't but either. <laughs> the only thing that's coming to mind is like a three. Um, I yeah, I'd watch it over a lot of other things, and I like you know I I wouldn't skip it on a Friday the Thirteenth rewatch, and I regularly do Friday the Thirteenth rewatches, so I, I'm I don't think it's terrible, but boy, it's not good. I'm with you. I'm gonna say probably like a four for me. Mm-hmm. Four on a scale of ten, not a scale of seven. Yeah, not four on a scale, scale of ten. <laughs> because the, why the not? The best sevens is the best we've ever done anything. Kill it, sure. <laughs> dude. Top of our game, top of our fucking game for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is like a four for me, but I, I yeah. look forward to hearing what you guys think about it. I know that everybody has their their own particular. Friday Thirteenth movie that they're just like super oh, yeah. hardcore about. So well, there's definitely people that love this one out there, and I'd love to hear. From yeah, you guys. and I I I, be- I would completely understand because I do have nostalgia for it. The sleeping bag kill stuck with me. The the mask ripping in half and revealing the face was like what the fuck as a kid, you know? Because yeah, we'd seen totally all the cool. other ones up to that point. And I also remember I I I read this that this um was the first Friday the 13th movie to be like exclusively on or not exclusively on Showtime or something. So it was like on HBO and Cinemax. So it was was probably seen by more people and I can understand nostalgia for that. Like I, I get it, but yeah, watch it again. Not great. Yeah. 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 Let us know what you think about this one over on our Facebook group, our Instagram page, all the places where social media are, we are. Find us on our link tree thing that has all of our links to stuff. Yeah. Uh, link tree forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, also, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to all the Patreon exclusive stuff, including whenever I watch The Rise of Skywalker and, and, and get plastered drunk watching it. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, any level. Oh, become a $5 patron. You get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl, and then we draw from the smoking bowl, and then we cover the movie that we draw from the smoking bowl. We just did it most recently with uh, Psycho 2. We did. So, yeah. Sign up today. Give us a dollar paper. Show us some appreciation. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Well, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can review a podcast. Just go ahead and do that. Do us a solid. Don't cost you a dime. Why don't you do it for us, you know? Head on over. That's right. And be sure to uh, stay tuned for next week's episode because we're going to be covering one that I've wanted to do for fucking ever on the show because how often do you get to talk about a movie where people is getting all kinds of maimed and murdered in a dang old grocery store? Um, Fear Street 1994. Is that what we're doing? There's a little bit in there. Yeah, No, no, that's totally joyless, though. We're not doing that one. (laughs) We're doing one with some Raimi's in it. Oh, okay, Raimi's and a and a, a kill, killing in a in a in a grocery store sounds like an intruder. Mm-hmm. We're doing intruder, intruder, intruder. <laughs> Little intruder action. That's right. They have 
they got uh, doesn't it have like like every time I see it advertised, it's like Bruce Campbell in Intruder, and it's like yeah, he, bar- he just shows up but like near Bruce the Campbell end a little bit. In yeah, the last five minutes of Intruder. Yeah. Also, like even the the fucking poster itself is a spoiler for the movie. It's so fucking dumb. The trailer is a spoiler. The poster is a spoiler. Yeah. Also, the it's movie, amazing. It, it drags for the first thirty-five to forty minutes. Just people in a grocery store. I don't know what you're talking about. It's creepy. <laughs> I love it. I love. Well, I'm gonna be movie. watching it, so maybe maybe I'll change my opinion on it. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it there, and uh, probably have some good grocery store stories and stuff like that. And there's well, so <laughs> be sure to tune in next time when we talk about our favorite grocery stores and. <laughs> Um, intruder, I guess. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Trader Joe's. Hey, Red Food, where you at? <laughs> Red Food, you remember that? Red Food, no. Does it ever strike you about like how weird it is that like our childhood grocery store in East Tennessee was Win Dixie, like just advertising yeah. Dixie, like that's. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, times have win- changed a little bit in a good way. Well, yeah, a little bit in a good way, but also. Now we have stuff like Kroger everywhere, and they're union busty assholes, so... Uh-oh, look out. You know, whatever. All right. At least they're not waving the stars and bars around, I guess. That's a good point. That's a plus, you know? No, that's that would just be advertising their real beliefs, I imagine. Could be. Could be. <laughs> well, be sure to tune in next time when we talk about that one, and I'll be Uncle Ben. I'll be Hollywood Steve. We'll be dead and lovely. Ben, I've been having these um, these dreams that I have never had before in my recollection. Um, mm, okay. All right. You know what Weezer says about that? Only in dreams you see what it means. That's what they say spe- about that specific situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you reach out your hand and hold on to hers? I, you know, I considered it for sure. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this. Um, you know that thing when you're having a, a a dream or a nightmare, and in the dream or nightmare you wake up, but you're not actually awake? Sure. Okay, so I had a nightmare in which that happened several times, at least six times. I, Inception. I yeah, it was insane. Like I w- would wake up every time I would be in a different house in a different situation. It would be like light or dark or whatever. Um, and each time I would have about a, I you know I I don't know how long it actually was, but what it felt like a ten to fifteen second little interaction or something like. Uh, I opened a door and I, I remember I, I saw like an old woman with like completely sunken in like black eyes sitting on a toilet. And then I like woke mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I saw was uh, there's this uh, a woman who's very uh, terrible to my wife. And uh, in in my dream for a brief second, they uh, they were like, oh, hey, and hugged. And I woke up from that like, what? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so this happened like six times. I can't remember all the stuff that happened, but I'm about six times. And then for the first time ever, I woke up with sleep paralysis. Ooh, that's not good. And I felt the presence of another person in the room. I've never felt that in sleep paralysis. It was me, dude. Was it? Uh, spoilers. I was there because I was like, he's going to talk about this. <laughs> At the end of the next podcast, it's going to be worth it. So, yeah, I snuck into your house. I broke in. Yeah. I was just kind of hanging out there. And look, I got a product out of it. You did. You did. You got something out of it because um, I now know that uh, weird ass feeling of not being able to move and feeling like there's somebody right next to you staring at you. It was. It's awful. It's fucking terrible. Fuck. So yeah. anyway, yep. uh, hadn't experienced sleep paralysis in quite a long time and had never experienced that. And let me tell you, when I woke up, like woke up, I wasn't in fear. I seriously was like, oh God, I need to write all that down. That would make a great horror movie. <laughs> but then when I actually woke up, I was like, nobody wants to see somebody's dream as a horror movie. Like it just wouldn't. <laughs> that's not a movie. This is not a movie. It's just events happening. But what if the guy in the dream had fingernail claws and <laughs> okay, a see. stripy jumper? Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is it didn't have any consistent thread. That's what it needed. You know what? Maybe I write it anyway. I'm going to write it anyway, and then I'll make some stuff up. That's what they call, uh, what is that? Uh, it's like a, a sto story? Story. Story. Yeah, story. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to try right, that well, out. Good luck on that. Good luck. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs>